welcome back to this week's episode of our Prayer is Breathing podcast. My name is LaToya. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope that you are blessed and well and that the Lord is covering you and protecting you and keeping your family. So today I want to talk to you about being essential in the kingdom of God. So as many of us are facing a quarantine and some of you may still have to work, I can relate to that as well. And so what many counties have done is declared certain businesses to be essential and then other businesses to be non-essential. And so I was just reminded this week that we are essential in the kingdom of God. And I just believe that if you are listening to this podcast, that you are essential to God and what he wants to do in the earth in this hour. So that's why it's so important that we are prayed up, that we are in the presence of the Lord, that we are abiding in him so that we do not get distracted from what he wants to do and how he wants to use us in this earth to fulfill his plan. So we know that the Lord's prayer says your kingdom come your will be done on earth as it is in heaven and I believe that God is raising up an army that will bring the kingdom of God on earth as it is in heaven and so I want you just to stay tuned we're going to go through a very familiar passage it's one of my favorites but it's John chapter 15 and so I want to just begin to read the first few verses and then I'm going to share a few more verses from this same passage. So John chapter 15 says, I am the true vine and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away and every branch that bears fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Verse four says, abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine and you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit for without me, you can do nothing. So this passage is so intimate. God starts out, Jesus is talking to his disciples and he's telling them, I am the true vine and my father is the vine dresser. So we see that there is relationship there. And he says, every branch in me. So we are branches. We are so divinely connected to Christ as we abide in him, as we spend time in his presence, we are supposed to bear fruit. And so this world is in need of the fruit that we bear through Christ when we are intimate with him, when we are abiding in his presence. And so we want to make sure that we're taking time to draw closer to him because we are essential. Now, fruit and food, those things are essential to our everyday life and our everyday being. And so when God tells us that he's causing us to bear fruit, we know that we have something that the world needs. We know that we have something that God is birthing and growing on the inside of us that we need to share with the world. And so we have to be careful to make sure that we stay connected to the branch, that we stay connected to the vine so that we are producing and bearing fruit. 
I want to encourage you and let you know that you are chosen by God in this hour. And John chapter 15, verse 16 says, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should remain that whatever you ask the father in my name, he may give to you. These things I command you that you love one another. So we go throughout this whole passage to understand God's heart and the fact that he wants to use us to carry his glory in the earth and that we should have fruit that remains fruit that will not be stolen fruit that will not grow bad but fruit that will remain in this earth i think about some giants in the faith like billy graham and david wilkerson and so many people that have gone on to be with the lord and their lives were so connected to christ and they bore so much fruit in this earth, even my spiritual grandfather, Apostle Das, just bearing fruit in the land. And that fruit comes when we abide in Christ. And it's fruit that will remain even after we go on into glory. And we think about legacy and what God wants to do, not just in our lifetime, but even for those that are to follow, even for those that will come after us. So it's so important that we abide in Christ. And as you abide in the Lord, understand that you are essential. Understand that God has not forgotten you. He's not overlooking you, but you are on his heart. You are on his mind. And I pray that in this hour, you sense the Lord drawing you closer, drawing you nearer to his heart and to what he wants to do. So here's some things that I want you to understand. If you're taking notes, let's just walk through this. And I want to talk to you about how you can come into agreement with the purpose of God for your lives. And so for your life. And so first way is to abide. We have to abide in the Lord. We have to abide in him. And that's why this passage is so beautiful to me. Second way to uh, walk in your purpose of being essential in the earth is to come into agreement with God. So Amos 3 verse 3 says, can any two walk together unless they are agreed? And so coming into agreement with God means that you believe that you are everything that God says that you are. It means that you no longer get to battle between feeling unqualified and feeling unworthy. It's time to step up to the plate. It's time to be a branch. It's time to bear fruit and fruit that remains. And you cannot bear fruit if you continue to second guess yourself and your purpose and your calling and the things that God has placed on the inside of you. My prayer is that the Lord will stir up the gifts on the inside of you and that everything that he is, has imparted into your life, you will use those things to build his kingdom. You will use those things that by the leading of the Lord, you would bear much fruit in this season. It's not time for us to be barren spiritually. We have to bear fruit and feed this world that is is just in a place of darkness. We are the light of the world. And so God, he is with us and we have to share his light throughout the land. So the third way to walk into your purpose and into your destiny is to refuse the lies of the enemy. A great passage for that is also when Jesus was led up into the wilderness 
uh, by the spirit. And I want you to just turn to Matthew chapter four, because we learn so much about spiritual warfare in this passage. And then also it helps us to understand that we have to counteract and fight against the lies of the enemy so that we're not walking in uh, a way that is leading us away from our purpose, but making sure that we're walking in truth and we're walking in our authority in our calling and the plan of God for our lives. So Matthew chapter four, verse two, it says, and when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights afterward, he was hungry. Now, when the tempter came to him, he said, if you are the son of God, command that these stones become bread. But he answered and said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. So we see that Jesus even fought off the enemy with the word, with the word. And so we have to fight with the word of God and really believe that we are who God says that we are. And so we see in verse five, then the devil took him up into the holy city, set him on the pinnacle of the temple and said to him, if you are the son of God, throw yourself down for it is written, he shall give his angels charge over you and in their hands, they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against the stone. And then again, we see verse seven, Jesus said to him, it is written again, you shall not tempt the Lord your God. And so here's how you fight to walk in your purpose. Here's how you fight. You keep your mind on things above. And we know, of course, in this passage that Jesus was tempted again, and he did not bow to the enemy. Thanks be to God that we have victory through the cross and victory through the blood. And so what we have to do is take authority over our thoughts. And Philippians chapter four, verse eight, it tells us whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, think on these things. So when we have thoughts, we have to make sure are these thoughts lining up to the word of God. When you are a part of what God wants to do in this earth and you are, you have to make sure that you have victory in your mind as well. And so Philippians 4, 8, again, it says, finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, Whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there's any virtue and if there's anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. So you have to think about what is true for my life. What is true? And what's true is that before you were formed in your mother's womb, God knew you. You have to think about whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely. So you think about what God has done. You think about things that are lovely, whatever things are of good report. So you meditate on these things. You don't meditate on negativity and bad news and all these other things, which you meditate on things that are of a good report. Anything that has virtue, anything that's praiseworthy, meditate on on these things, meditate on the goodness of God and meditate on things that are worthy of praise. And so God, he is worthy of our praise. And so as we keep our mind focused on these things, we will be in a place of peace, knowing that we are walking in our purpose and in our calling. Because the enemy would love to make you think that you do not matter to God or that you're a mistake 
or that you are just so far gone and so far away. But I'm here to tell you that you matter to God. And I'm here to tell you that God does not make mistakes. He does not make accidents. He has you and he has you with purpose. He has you in the palm of his hand and he wants to keep you. He wants to guide you. He wants you to be his vessel in this earth. And so as you stay connected to him, he is not just your resource, but he is your source. And I heard someone say that, and I just want to repeat that, that God is our source, not just our resource, because so many times we have so many different resources, but the source that is so strong, that is so powerful for God to be our source. Even when all other things fail us, we get our strength from God. We get our peace from God. We get our understanding from God. And we trust that we are everything that God says that we are. And so we rely on him. We look to him. We yield to him. We lean upon him. And so when God says that you are called, when God says that you are royal priesthood, you're a chosen generation, you have to actually believe that. You have to believe everything that God has spoken over you and spoken over your life, every dream, every vision that he's placed on the inside of you, every gift, every calling, every talent, everything that God has done is for his glory is so that you would be connected to him so that you would abide in him and then that you would go forth and bear much fruit. And I love the part in John 15, where it says in verse 16, that we did not choose God, but he chose us. And so because he chose us, we place everything in his hands. Maybe you didn't sign up to, to fulfill the plan of God, but he chose you. That's such an honor. It's such a privilege to be chosen by God, to be chosen by him in order to bear fruit in this world. So I want to encourage you that you're chosen, that God is not overlooking you, but he does want you to abide in him. And he does want you to seek his face like never before. So I'm going to say a word of prayer. God, teach us to abide in you. Thank you that we are essential. Thank you that you love us and you care about us, oh God. And so Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that every lie of the enemy be broken right now off of every heart, off of every mind. Father, we come into agreement with your will. God, we walk in purpose. We walk in destiny for such a time as this. I thank you, God, that you do not make mistakes. You do not make accidents, but you have a plan for our lives. And with every breath that is in our lungs, Father God, we will walk in pursuit of you and in pursuit of your plan and in pursuit of your purpose. God, we will not entertain the lies of the evil one that we are not enough, that we are not qualified, that we are not well and able to do what you are calling us to do. And so father, we just put on the whole armor of God and we stand father firm in your truth. We stand father God with you as our solid rock and you as our foundation, because you are the source of our strength and the strength of our lives. And so father, we cannot live without you. You are our everything. And we love you so much in Jesus name. We pray. 
Amen. 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 I want to thank you for tuning in to this week's episode. Be encouraged, be blessed, invite others to listen to our podcast and make sure you subscribe if you're not already subscribed. And if you are subscribed, invite some friends to subscribe. Also feel free to check out awakechristianclothing.com. We have so many powerful Christian t-shirts, apparel, hoodies, also, be sure to follow us on Instagram at Awake Christian Clothing. You can also follow Prayer is Breathing. And if you have any prayer requests, go ahead and send them over to prayerisbreathing at gmail.com. God bless you. God keep you. Until next week, remember, Prayer is Breathing. Continue to pray. <laughs>